In studying the manner of these sand dwellers, we came to know they varied sustenance little from what ocean provides. Once, we discovered one from among them who was female. She was carrying a very young one, and she had crossed the low mountain to its western side and gave every evidence of looking for that which may be eaten, being very careful of her natural reserve two of our people slowly approached her when to our great surprise one of their men walked rapidly over to the same mountain and finding the woman brandished his stick at her ignoring our close approach he stalked angrily after her returning her to the eastern side of this low mountain why this people would forego the possibility of increased sustenance and sustenance of a more varied nature, merely to keep the woman close, was a great puzzle to us. It was decided among us that we would sustain ourselves on the western side of this low mountain until we understood two puzzles. Why these people behaved as they did, male and female, and how it was that more was apparently communicated than we found any way at all of predicting. Either we would answer these questions, or we would decide we could not find the answers. In either event, since the soggy ground and a great river lay to the south, and since this people seemed all unwilling to share their ocean's edge, we would search to the north for a place in which to craft tomorrow. Then we tried again. Three of our people who were men took gifts of varying kinds and laid them at the edge of their freshwater stream. Instead of accepting these gifts, they wouldn't even come to the river to drink. Finally, we brought back all our gifts and we watched them. All seemed to be as it was before. No one among that people seemed disturbed if we retained our position on the western side of the low mountain. None of them came again to the western side of the low mountain where we were. They seemed so unconcerned with our pre presence in the distance to them that we wondered whether their vision was as sharp as ours. Those who had been closest to them saw that their eyes had a tendency to search out their own nose, and we wondered whether they had the ability to see beyond their immediate concern. We wondered further whether this might not be the cause of their great concern over our presence. So it was, we resolved to study this people in a manner inoffensive to them. We chose those from among us with the sharpest sight, and gave them the only obligation of learning from afar all that may be learned. First, they chose to test whether approach and appearance had some discontinuance with one another for this people. They tried, day after day, various distances and means of approach. They discovered that if they maintained a certain distance, all was as if they were not there. Further, they learned that if they managed a closer approach, unseen, and then remained carefully still, it was also as if they were not there. And with one manner or the other, many days were spent in learning about this people, while in no apparent way disturbing them. As light and dark follow one another, our people learned how rarely this people used fire, Perhaps the warmth it gave seemed of lesser value to a people living near the warmth of ocean, 
and yet they also wore clothing of their own desire, design. Perhaps the softness engendered in some roots by approximate fire seemed of little use to them, who ate mostly food from the ocean. Whatever the cause, fire was less used, and no central fire ever built. More than this, those who watched began a careful count, as much to fill their days as for any learning purpose, but as they counted and counted again, they learned something that surprised them. Uh, whereas in among our people, there was a balance between those who are female and those who are male, as was usual in the way of things, some you knew a few additional being female, among this people no such balance obtained. Rather, a careful many times count told us that among this people there were three males to every two female persons. We thought then of the female who had wandered to the western side of the low mountains, and how one among them who was male chased her back to the other side. We began to wonder whether this imbalance in itself predicted the angry care given by the men among them to the women among them. And another possibility occurred. If they would not accept as friends the men among us, if they would not accept our gifts, then perhaps they would accept some from among us who were female, either as guests or as friends. This was greatly discussed. Perhaps any so going down might find joining such a people easier than leaving it, leaving them. Yet all were eager to learn more of this people, eager also to accomplish the learning and then to continue to find our place to the north. So it was that three from among us who were women chose to go down. It was agreed among us that these three, who were also among the most strong, and since our women were not in the habit of cowering beneath sticks, perhaps this strength would carry them also away from this people. And a sign for such a time was agreed among us, as our people had no difficulty at all in seeing the watchers, both those at a distance and those who sat still. As it was allowed, so it was agreed, so that one from among them would seek water at the stream and convey at that time the general condition of each. Our women then went down and were accepted with hesitation, but some with some ease, some few from among their men rapidly hurting them toward the other females, for they settled carefully, and from time to time it was clear to the watchers that some altercation arose as between our women and the women from among this other people. Altercations, however, seldom arose with the men. Daily, one or more of our women approached the stream and signaled either contentment or some distemperate safety. No indication of threat was seen. Meanwhile, our watchers learned the manner of their hunting. They searched for creatures below the water, and now and again, someone from among them would send up a great cry pointing with the stick and would communicate his purpose in such a way that before they could in any way we understand communicate, it was apparent all followed some general agreement, nor was the manner of it ever clear to us during this time. Yet within moments of the first loud summons, all acted in a coherent manner for the purpose of catching some large underwater creature. 
neither did they have any great skill at swimming, so that all helped one another with the general task. Now, as days followed one another, these were their patterns, until one morning one of our women signaled from the stream they would soon be leaving. They gave us three days to prepare to head north, and we responded that this was enough. Now, on that third day, a great fury arose among this sand people, with much calling and chattering so that we knew some great event was occurring. Finally, our three women separated themselves from the others, who seemed to be chasing them away. Although they did our women no great harm, their purpose was clear, and in that way their leaving was even easier than their going in. This is the way of it. It had been agreed among us that given the evident varying skills and communication this people seemed to possess, an ability to bring out with this one of their young might be appropriate. It was also seen that the easiest way of accomplishing this might be for our women to bring these young with them in the usual manner. Given the nature of these men, it was not a thing that was asked for, yet it was a thing that was given. For we now learned that these three women from among us had agreed among themselves to leave as soon as it was clear that at least two expected to bring out young. In this manner, they were likely to live among this people long enough to learn much, but not so long as to sorrow greatly in the parting. Then it came to be that two of them had acquired this extra benefit of nature, and all three had come to be so valued for their industriousness that the willingness of the leave-taking concerned them greatly. So it was they decided to arouse the people against them, so that their going out would be greeted with cries of joy. And as they had carefully studied this people, so as to accommodate themselves, they also studied them so as to fail to do so. In this they were greatly successful. And for this reason, the great noise we heard on the third day had arisen. Now, even so the men they called friend were not happy to part with them, and only by arousing all the women against them were they able to free themselves easily. It was their thought that, had this people known they took with them some future young, neither would this have been allowed. And so they took great care to fail to share their knowledge, even sharing with the young, with the one in three who carried no young, these signs of such connection. In this they found themselves wise, as this people herded their young, as the men herded the women." seldom allowing them to stray. This closeness, too, they thought, related to their vision. A people who do not easily see over any great distance are likely to be unwilling to allow wandering. It was also thought possible that the difference between the number of men and the number of women might indicate some wandering away too far, or perhaps a similar people acquired some effective direction over some female, such as one might pick up and carry away a tool. It was their thought that these women were unused to arguing. And moreover, what the watchers had noted was noted by some great proximity by, at some close proximity by our three women. For a regular pattern was one in which all but these three knew what to do. Some precipitate and apparently understood action began, including all but them. These three were convinced that neither sound nor motion explained this understanding. 
It was their view that this people shared thoughts on such occasions, it being only necessary to be sure they had the attention of those they sought to communicate with. Also, it was their view that of the three women that on other occasions, a general view evolved in the thinking of this people, which all shared and which led to some general action, agreement to which was imperceivable by our three women. All of this being what it was, it remained now only to await the arrival among us of these two young ones and to come to understand the gifts they bring. And from that day to this, there have often been born among us those of the strong spirit eye, which looks often inward. And in these ones is usually born in nature to listen without speech and to hear without words. These and other such abilities are valued among us as a gift given us by three strong and wise women who walked away from their people into an unknown circumstance, earned their way among a strange people, and found a path home, crafted from their own wisdom. Let us celebrate their wisdom. Let us walk the northward path.